Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029. Rick Delgado's here with the news. Rick Amorati's going to have sports. Geo Fran holding it down. Glad you're in on a Tuesday night. Lots to do, lots to talk about. What even is that? You're in my favorite segment of the show. I got, a lot of, I got a lot of emails, Rick, about Dude. what even is that being. I got one last night when we were talking about going on the road and stuff. People say, oh, man, I'd love to see a what even is that in person. I got a lot of emails. <laughs> What's your, what is your, um, I, I don't mean to put pressure on you here by leading up like this. Well, <laughs> you know, but. It's not that I'm not used to it from you, Damon, what but is, that's all right. <laughs> what is your what even is that tonight? Uh, believe it or not, it has to do with Kyrie Irving, Howard Stern, and Dan Bongino. Okay, that seems like a timely... Um, yes, very timely. Yes, very timely. Uh, Rick Amorati, how are you? What's coming up in sports tonight? Great big D. Well, big night. Obviously, we're going to talk about how Buffalo Bill, what did oh, you kill oh, whoa, last whoa, night? Yes. Whoa, Gee, so, whoa what that, happened? Um, I thought that was going to slip through. 1,500, I thought it was. What happened? No. Oh, that's right. I won again last <laughs> night. Oh, dollar, dollar, dollar bills. Oh, that's right. Man. Kick the field goal, Buffalo. Please tie the game and play for overtime. No, see, I disagree. I think they're uh, right uh, to go uh, for uh, it. Uh, uh, no. I disagree. Because well, it worked know. out for you. That's why. Well, exactly. I know, but I think most I think most people t- will tell you that they were right to go for it. But oh. I understand what you're saying because you lost. So, I mean, of course. Yep. Opening you... night opening night in the NBA, 75th season. We'll Who have cares? an update on that. Uh, Nobody well, cares. Well, Nobody report. cares. <laughs> Major League Baseball NBA. playoffs. Well, we're, and, just, we're sick of, NBA, we're sick of yeah. the NBA, right? I mean, they're as woke as any league in the – I mean, please. Yeah. To give me the scores when we get to the playoffs. It's like hockey. I love hockey. And for the most part, hockey's been pretty good. Yeah. Right? They, no, no they big. Uh, yeah, they've been good. Yeah. But I mean, it's just too, come on. What is it? Like 900 games in the regular season? It's just too much. <laughs> too much. Talk to yeah. me in, uh, in, in April and May. Whatever. Okay. Well, no, not you, Rick. I'm not, <laughs> I know you have a job to do. I mean, exactly. I'm, not just, I'm just saying in theory. You, you understand what I'm saying. It's I know. They, gotta, they put me on mute now when I put sports. I know. I get it. <laughs> no, I got no, it. That's not true. I, that's think, not he's, right. I think he's taking it personally. <laughs> no, no. Don't not take right. it personally. So, uh, Well, lots to talk about. New polls out from Quinnipiac. <laughs> I know this is going to shock you. Yay. Um, <laughs> you know, when I say that, I actually wonder if – who are there anybody who is shocked? Are there people that does, this does shock – um, Biden's job approval numbers, well, continue to slip. Now down to 37 approved, 52% disapprove. And that doesn't surprise me, and of course it doesn't surprise you guys on the show or, or anyone watching the show. And I'm, and I'm wondering who, who it actually does surprise. Uh, can you be that out of touch that this, that this does surprise you? Among independent voters from Quinnipiac today, you know what the approval rating is among, among independent voters that... In, the, the voting block that really Joe Biden would uh, count it on in 2020, other than the fraud voting block. Um, I'll say 36%. I'm how about, just throwing how about 28? Really? Wow. wow. Yeah. 20, uh, this is, again, Quinnipiac. 28 and 56 disapprove. So, um, you know, you, you put together a border crisis, self-inflicted, 1.2 million illegals crossed uh since he took office you put together the highest inflation we've seen you put together um national security issues you put together um the inflation crisis you put together the empty shelves crisis you put together let's go brandon and that's just what you get <laughs> this is the approval ratings that you uh you get and you, and we should expect them to continue on downwards because there's no nothing 
that tells any of us that anything's going to get any better, and more importantly, that they want it to get any better. Or they're even attempting to get any better. She gets more condescending by the day in the White House press briefing room. It's just embarrassing. She, it, I mean, it, it's getting to be unwatchable in there. And we'll watch some of it because we have to. But she is, she is just, she is unwatchable at this point with her condescending answers. And by the way, it's not even to Fox, it's not even to Ducey anymore. It's to more than him. It's to more than him. It's to any question that she feels is beneath her. Like supply chain issues and people being concerned about their holidays and what they're getting. And she says something today about, oh, the, the drama of not getting your treadmill on time. I know. As I mean, they're the ones who shut down all the gyms. and I mean, it, it's just, it's really, it's unbelievable. If, if somebody's going to be shocked about the low polling numbers, it's going to be people like Saki. Because they actually buy into this. They, they're like, no, 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 everything's going great. Labor shortage crisis, gas prices as high as uh, we've seen them. $40 a barrel a year ago to $85 a barrel with no end in sight. I have to fill my oil tank because I'm getting ready to turn the heat on. I'm afraid to call. I can't imagine what the bill's going to be. It's going to be $800 probably where it was 300 to fill it last winter. I can specifically remember thinking, that's why I bought two, two tons of pellets. I'm going to put the pellet stove out of, uh, it's going to get to work out this year like it's never gotten because the oil's going to be, oof. Um... But so that's out of Quinnipiac. Now, I went and looked at Real Clear Politics because I want to see what's going on in Virginia. Because we talked about that Iowa State Senate, uh, Iowa, I don't know, well, maybe it was a House race, that pretty blue county that flipped red by not an insignificant margin, about 18 point win uh, about a week or so ago. And now, uh, to me, the next real bellwether on how much of a massacre the midterms are going to be. Uh, will be this Virginia race. I go out to Real Clear Politics and Trafalgar Group, which is really one of the only polling things that you can semi even begin to trust. They've been the closest in the last two presidential elections. Well, they've got it. They've got it basically a tie. 48-48. I mean, an absolute dead tie. Uh, Fox News has it 51-46. Fox News has... <laughs> Fox News has the worst poll if you're pulling for Yunkin. <laughs> believe that or not. 5146, McAuliffe. CBS News YouGov poll has it 5047, McAuliffe. And the Emerson polling has it 4948, McAuliffe. So Fox is plus five, McAuliffe. CBS News and YouGov is plus three. And Emerson is plus one. Trafalgar has it a tie. I would lean towards Trafalgar being the closest if not Youngkin, with a little bit of a lead. And um, didn't we have a clip? Uh, did we have a clip yesterday? I never played G of um, Terry McAuliffe in some video. Yeah, let me see, let me see that. Because this guy, he just won't. And he's just trying to push parents farther away. Let me, let me see this. Uh, we don't teach critical race theory here in Virginia. It's yes, never it been taught. Yes, it has. But in Loudoun County, everybody's stirred up. Everybody thinks we're teaching, you know, that, you know, every white person was a slave owner. I mean, it's just not taught. I'd say it bothers me in the sense that it's a racist dog whistle. It's not taught here in Virginia. We got great schools. We're number one in the country for higher ed. We're number four in America for um, K through 12. And the way he's stirring these parents up and using children as pawns and but whatever it is what it is. 
stirring the parents up. You have the, your own de- the <laughs> Department of Justice of uh, Biden's administration is going after these parents, almost calling them terrorists for crying out loud. Yeah, he's not really stirring the parents up. The parents have gotten wind. They caught wind of what you guys were up to, and the parents have stirred themselves up. Yeah, so, you, you stirred them up in the debate, pal. You're the one who said you don't think they should be they should have any involvement in their kids' education. You basically said, turn them over, let us indoctrinate them, and you just uh, go about your merry way, you know, uh, with the empty shelves if you're going to go shop during the day or go pay high gas. Just, you leave the kids to us and you go do your thing. So who stirred who up here? So he's just an arrogant bastard, you know, Terry McAuliffe, bag man for the Clintons. And we just have to hope that people, I mean, there's another report, by the way, Loudoun County, what a disaster. You know, they have the report of this poor, poor kid, a uh, girl was raped in, by this, um, in the bathroom, clearly covered up by the district. Now there's a report I, I thought I saw maybe in the Daily Wire today, someplace that now the records show that the police, Loudoun County School District sent police out to the angry father's house. Not out to um, look into whether there was a crime committed in the damn school or not. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. As a matter of fact, I remember reading that the father actually brought the daughter in and had a rape kit done because it wasn't done by the police. Just to make sure that they had evidence. So that that gives you something to think about right there. Uh, It's almost like they're all working in cahoots. Yeah, I'm looking at the Daily Wire now. I don't, I don't see it. Maybe it wasn't there. But I saw something today on Loudoun County that there, there was now a report uncovered that um, police were sent to the father's house and not to, uh, not to even not to look up whether there was a crime or not. So yeah, and, and this kid, the same kid, was released and let, I, I guess he went to a different school. They moved schools and uh, he did it again to somebody else all right so lots to do tonight i've got a lot of covid stuff to go over tonight new um article in forbes big article in forbes Gen, uh jen um Gemma mcavoy i believe is how you pronounce her first name um prior covid infection is as effective at preventing the virus as the vaccination new study out of the united kingdom suggests big write-up in forbes today about this um, you know, a couple weeks ago, also, I want to continue on this path. Remember the article I read to you about, uh, mem- you know, remember that Biden OSHA? Yeah, we're still waiting for that. And oh, you, um, mean, you mean the mandate that's a law that hasn't been written and is nowhere to be found? Exactly. That one. That one. But yet. We have businesses, private businesses, of course, they're getting the strong arm of Biden and the administration strong arming them, and some of them have already capitulated and fired or terminated employees. You have cops walking off the job. There's video out of, I believe, Washington today of some of these firemen and cops walking up the steps with their with their boots from their to leave their boots on the um, city steps of uh, city hall in places. But what's interesting to me is. If you're an employee in a business who's now been either terminated or the threatening termination of your job, and there's technically not a rule, there's no regulation out from OSHA, Biden has no statutory, and that's why he's going to OSHA, because he knows he can't issue it. So why are people not suing? 
is my question. Why are people not suing under their constitutional rights? And there's many ways I think you could probably go about it. But why are people being terminated and they're not seeing? I mean, I know you're seeing some lawsuits from, you know, states suing the Biden administration and some other things. So I, I was looking up, and this is from Bloomberg Law. This is a couple days ago. Some states could stymie enforcement of OSHA's shot or test rule if it ever comes. And that was it's similar. This is a little different, but similar to the one I read you from National Review a couple weeks ago about, hey, about that Biden OSHA regulation. Where is it? Was, was this just, was he just trying to provide cover for some of these corporations to start in these private businesses to start uh, if they were so inclined? Thankfully, there's some who are not and who are going to fight it, but there's some who obviously are. But why are people who have been terminated, why are they not suing these employers yet? Why are we not seeing a huge influx? I mean, I know it's obviously it's expensive, but that's, that's something we need to tackle tonight too and moving forward. Where are the lawsuits? All right, live from Studio 6B, just getting started on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. We're back right after this. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Glad you're in. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, and Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well, whether it's on Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, it's all over. Um, and Odyssey is the new one, just, just accepted and now available on that platform, which is a huge one, actually, Odyssey. A-U-D, I believe, is uh, A-U-D-A-C-Y, I believe is how it's spelled. Odyssey is linked on our social media. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, all social media, including Getter at LFS6B is uh, how you find us. At Slick Rick Sports is how you find them on Twitter. And let's do a little sports. What's going on, pal? And I want to send a shout out to one of my Twitter followers, big fan of LFS6B and also part of the Telegram group. Uh, Patriot Pissed Off Marine said, I was raised on sports and today you are the only person I watch for sports. Thank you. I'm sorry, went who, into the, what was his name? Uh... Pissed off Marine. Patriot ah. pissed off Marine. Okay. I like good, that. Good man. Good man. Loves the show. Big follower. Um, and uh, let's go back to last night. Recap that game a little bit. Big D goes up two G's. I got a lot of work to do this weekend coming up. And uh, the Titans, uh, well, they stopped Allen on fourth down and they hang on to beat the Bills 34 31 out of Nashville, Tennessee. AP report. And Titans running back Derrick Henry, who's just an absolute beast. Best running back in the game. Uh, he scored a touchdown with 3.05 left. Josh Allen was stopped on a fourth and goal. Uh, just couldn't get in on that quarterback sneak. The left foot slipped out. And what do you know? I still think they should have went for the field goal. But, you know, hey, now, to each his own. I just discovered something. Can you put that back up, G? Now, Rick, I don't know if you've picked up on this. I just did. <laughs> I noticed it too. <laughs> now, Gio and, and his Yeah, I got brilliance. a sad face. I saw that. No more hat and Gio, glasses. See, this is why this is why Gio is just unreplaceable because I don't I mean that is just brilliant. Good now, detail. 
Geo changes Slick Rick to. I mean, the, the face of the guy up there before was not a guy who looked like he lost two grand. I mean, that's just brilliant. He had me look like Jimmy the Greek. Now I look like Ricky the Geek. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. NHL. I know you love the NHL, Big D. This is probably about game four out of an 82-game schedule tonight for most of these clubs. New York Islanders looking for their first win in Chicago. Just underways. Scoreless. And uh, all these games are in the second. Avalanche and Capitals tied at two. Sharks 4 nothing over the Canadians. Stars and Penguins tied at one. Devils over the Kraken, opening some Kraken up to zip. Uh, Panthers and Lightning, zip zip. Uh, Canucks 2-1 to one over the Sabres. Blue Jackets, Red Wings scoreless. Jets, Wild scoreless. Kings and Predators also just on the way. And the Ducks go out to Edmonton to take on the Oilers. That's at 9 p.m. tonight. Good Major League Baseball. We have the uh, Braves and Dodgers right now. Game three. Braves leading the Dodgers 5-2 to two in the bottom of the seventh. L.A.'s got to start hitting and playing, or they're going to be down three games zip. That series is currently two games to nothing. And then over at Fenway tonight, game four. Boston, after a monster win last night, 12-3, to three, completely cleaned house on the Astros. They're up one nothing. Oh, actually, they trail one nothing, just underway in the top of the first. And uh, if they win tonight, they'll also take a commanding three-game-to-one lead. So Houston looking to even up that series and get backed into it. And last but not least, I know Big D, you've been looking for to this all fall 75th season of the NBA kicks off tonight in Milwaukee, the home of the world champion Bucks. They got their rings tonight. They lifted their banner, five serve forming, five serve forum uh, uh, arena in Milwaukee. Right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo back in midseason form with 15 points to lead the Bucks over the Brooklyn Nets, 47 to 34. That's mid second. And then the Warriors go out to the out to L.A. take on the Lakers at the Staples Center. That's a 10 p.m. tip. And if you're wondering about the odds, Brooklyn Nets are a plus four, 240 to win the uh, championship this year. While the L.A. Lakers are plus 400, however, word has it that a lot of the money is coming in heavily for the Lakers. So you may see that number drop very shortly. So that's a wrap in sports. Big D, back to you. NBA underway. Okay, thanks, Rick. Um, Kerry McAuliffe did an interview, I believe, today or in the last couple of days. A reporter asked him, hey, are you? Uh, did you misspoke when you said, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should be teaching? McAuliffe said one word answer, no. Wow. <laughs> so. Okay. All right, let's do, a little, let's do a little news here with Rick Delgado. What's going on, pal? All right. Well, talking about the, the thing that seems to be gathering a lot of steam lately, the vaccine mandates, the penalties. Well, it's being reported that this morning that Southwest has reversed course on the penalties for noncompliance with Biden's vaccine mandate. Before Southwest has told employees that if they weren't vaccinated or had received at least an exemption by December 8th, they'd be put on unpaid leave. But now in an effort to keep employees working and of course their their company alive uh they're asking all who do not want to be vaccinated to apply for an exemption and if that exemption hasn't been approved by the deadline they can continue working while the airline works to figure it out uh from cnbc southwest Airlines said this has scrapped the plan for the unvaccinated employees to apply um, by the federal deadline in December. Southwest Senior VP of Operations of N Hospitality, Steve Goldberg and Julie Weber, Vice President of the Chief and People Officer, wrote to the staff on Friday that if employees request the exemption and it doesn't get approved by the 8th, they'll have a chance to have it have it reviewed this is a change from what was previously communicated initially we communicated that these employees would be put on unpaid leave and that is no longer the case so southwest congratulations the people came together what is it the phrase hold the line yes they held the line johnny cash keep the pressure up yeah 
keep the pressure up, but we need more pressure. We need more pressure. We need we need some. Well, I'm going to talk when, after Rick's done with the news in the next segment. We'll talk about like what we started in the first segment talking about. Where are the lawsuits? Well, there there's actually a new one I wanted to bring to your attention. And uh, our favorite Dr. Pierre Corey is a part of it, as he just, about an, less than an hour ago, tweeted out. He didn't specifically name this um, suit, but I know what suit it is because, well, I just know. Uh, so we'll talk about that, but we need more of it. We need more holding the line. We need more pressure on these people. We need more pressure on these employers. We need people to get together. If they have to, get, get a group of people together and sue some of these players. If you're all working in the same place... Just, I mean, we've got you. It's the only way. They, they, they're, you know, these employers. There's no regulation. There's no mandate from him officially. That they, they, they don't just nullify your constitutional rights and your religion and your religious exemptions, and, and they're making no accommodations for these people whatsoever. They're not recognizing natural immunity. Um, you're you're getting mixed messages from. The people the government tells us we're supposed to be listening to in the CDC, where this, where that, it's this effective, it's not that effective, it's 97% effective, it's 43% effective, wear one mask, wear two masks, one shot, get two shots, crisscross the shots now, get boosters from whoever you want, get one from J&J, get one from, I mean, it's just all over the place. And yet you're just supposed to shut up and listen, and there's no accommodations made for you whatsoever. For no matter what, if your doctor says to you, hey, I'm advising you with your condition of whatever it is, X, Y, and Z, or whatever the reason, you, this is not something that you, you should be getting. So it could be somebody who's very pro-vaccination, a doctor. Most of them are. But there could be a serious situation health-wise or whatever. And the doctor says this is, the, I, I would, there's no, there's no accommodation made for you at all. So we, we've got to push back. It's just got to, got to keep the pressure up. So, all right, what else in the news? Rick? Yeah, another one out of New Jersey, the largest health system there, has fired over 100 of its employees who refuse to comply with its vaccination policy, the network. Announced. And all 100 of them should go find an attorney today. Yeah. RWJ Bonabas Health, which employs over 35,000 people in dozens of facilities across the Garden State, asked 118 of its employees for refusing to get the jab. It says 99.7% of its employees received by the October 15th deadline. Regrettably, and despite all best efforts, 118 staff members have not complied with the mandate and are no longer employed by RWJB uh, per the vaccine mandate. 62 of those staff members were per diem employees who worked occasional shifts across the organization. The hospital said the operations will remain unaffected by the firings, which it had anticipated. So, I mean, they must have... What are they fired under? What regulation? What rule? What 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 in their contract did they violate? There, well, since there is nothing from OSHA yet, and there's nothing from the federal government. What in their terms of service, or in their whatever you want to call it, contract or work, whatever they must have something. What did they violate? That's that's what I want to know.
every day, you're hearing about supply chain problems and likely seeing it where you shop too. We have an updated list for you of some products you may have a tough time finding as we look at the Daily Five. We know a bottleneck of ships at America's ports is part of the problem. Some shipping companies are now chartering airplanes trying to get their items back here to our country and onto your store shelves. Here's what the experts say may be among the toughest items to find in the coming weeks and months. Ben and Jerry's ice cream, chicken and fish sticks, diapers, McCormick spices, Sour Patch Kids, and even Rice Krispie Treats. Walmart is now offering a new incentive for you to join its Plus program, an alternative to Amazon Prime. The Arkansas-based retailer says it'll allow paying Plus members to have early access to Black Friday deals this year, four hours ahead of everybody else. Walmart Plus is $12.95 a month. Its Black Friday deals are going to start first online coming up November 1st. And Amazon has up the number of people it's trying to hire ahead of its holiday shopping season. The company is now wanting to hire 150,000 people to help pack and ship orders at warehouses across the nation. Amazon originally wanted 125,000 people. It only hired 100,000 people for the holidays last year. The average starting pay is 18 bucks an hour. Some locations are even offering a $3,000 sign-on bonus to boot. And we know people are buying lots of houses, but are they building? Well, the answer is yes at number two. Confidence among U.S. single-family home builders rose the most in a year in October. The National Association of Home Builders reports its index at 80 points. Anything above 50 means builders think conditions are good. Still, though, builders say they are concerned over the rising price for supplies. And the supply of school bus drivers is a concern in more than half of America's school districts, some calling the need severe or desperate. At number one today, how a former crime fighter is stepping up to meet the demand. The thing that we want to primarily assure is that every kid is going to be safe on this bus. Michael Mason is driving kids to class in Chesterfield County, Virginia. It's a retirement job for Mason. You see, for 23 years, he worked for the FBI. In fact, he was the fourth person in charge in that agency's food chain. Mason says he did some important work in the FBI, but he says this work is equally as important. He hopes to inspire others to help where they can, and we sure hope he does. With your Daily Five, I'm David Oliver. All thanks to David Oliver for the uh, Daily Five from Real America's Voice. Love that segment. And I saw the Walmart story in there, and that's a good lead-in to uh, the next thing I want to cover. And that is the fact that Walmart is getting sued. Oh, who, are yeah? they get, who are they getting sued by? Well, they're getting sued by a Marine vet after the pharmacist refused to fill his prescription. And he decided, there's two, two articles on this. I'll start with the one in American Greatness. It's a little more of an overview. And then I'll go over to The Blaze, because The Blaze has a specific tie to this, because Steve Dace is involved with this. And I believe Daniel Horowitz is as well. I don't know if it's behind the scenes or how, what, how they're involved, but I, know they, I think they've worked with this Marine. And now they've brought, I believe, Dr. Pierre Corey in, because Dr. Corey tweeted... 
about an hour or so ago. I am now an expert witness, pro bono, by the way, in a big lawsuit against a large pharmacy chain responsible for their pharmacists illegally practicing medicine without a license by refusing to fill an ivermectin prescription. Hey, pharmacists still doing this. Heads up. We're coming for you. Amen to that. So let me start in American greatness. Walmart is facing a new lawsuit after a pharmacist in Minnesota refused to fill a prescription for ivermectin to treat a Marine vet and his wife, both whom were suffering with COVID-19. The Marine, Bill Salier, shared his story on the Steve Dace Show on Blaze TV on Monday. Salier told Deese that out of desperation, he ended up purchasing the pony paste from the feed supply store and they both almost immediately got better. I do not recommend anybody doing that, by the way. Salier 53 told Dace that he began feeling sick on October 1st and tested positive for COVID-19 a few days later. After his diagnosis, Salier said he attempted to receive monoclonal antibody treatments through the Minnesota resource allocation, but his requests were ignored. Quote, we've never so much as heard a word back from them, not even in an acknowledgement that the request had even been put in. Salier then said he went to a clinic that had one monoclonal treatment, but they were saving it for a more severe case. He said he asked for ivermectin, but the clinic refused to treat him with it because the FDA has not cleared it for the use in COVID. Generally, doctors in the U.S. have followed the government's recommendations on ivermectin and have shunned it as a treatment for COVID-19 patients. Groups like the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, that's the FLCCC.net, by the way, if you want to visit their website, and America's Frontline Doctors, on the other hand, have championed the Nobel Prize-winning drug as an effective treatment for COVID-19. With Steve Dace's help, Salier said he found a doctor who would treat him and his wife. After a teleconference call, he said the doctor prescribed him the ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and some other drugs for them to take. The doctor said that Salier's case had deteriorated to the point where he would have been hospitalized within 48 hours without serious intervention. Salier said his prescription was then sent to his local Walmart in Minnesota, but the pharmacist at the Walmart refused to fill it. He says, the pharmacist contacted my wife telling her that he would not fill it. My wife stated that he didn't have the right to stand between our physician, his prescription, and us, the patient. He asserted that he did have the right, and he refused to fill it. The Marine vet said their physician later called Walmart, called the pharmacy to insist that the script be filled, but the pharmacist continued to refuse and hung up on him. We were faced with either continuing to suffer, quite possibly ending up in the hospital, where you have a 50-50 chance of coming out, he told Steve Dace, explaining that they were forced to turn to their local farm store and purchase the horse paste, which is the same compound as the human pharmaceutical with a few non-toxic additives like apple flavoring, but dosed for horses. He said, I was forced with the decision that I was either going to lay there, suffer, and be at life's peril of losing my time with my family, or I was going to eat that horse paste and down the hatch it went, he said. His wife added he was forced in, uh, his wife was forced into the same option. Salier told Dace that within eight hours, he was feeling better. I started to feel the turnaround in my body, he said. It turned my wife around within six hours. People who resort to using the veterinarian version of the drug generally know 
to convert the dosage to one that is appropriate for human consumption. Horse medication that contains ivermectin and additional deworming agents are reportedly not safe for human consumption in any dosage. Salyer confirmed to American Greatness that he and his wife reduced the dosage and took the paste for a week. He added that they were finally able to get the prescription through a pharmacy in Florida. But because demand was so high, they didn't get the prescription until today. He said, quote, in the end, the option was forced on us by the refusal to fill the prescription by Walmart. We had a gamble on the paste that I would survive and I was going to make it through. We prayed and put the paste in the applesauce down the hatch, he said. Looking back now, I thank God for that decision. After being forced to take this medicine to treat his COVID, the Marine is on the warpath. You ever wanted to find out what it is to punch a Marine in the face and what type of response you're going to get? Well, America, you're about to see the type of response that you get, he said, because if you take on me and my family and you stand between our position and the healthcare that they have prescribed to me as a life-saving thing, in my opinion, that's what they did. Then you've got a fight on your hands, and I'm coming for that fight. Salier reiterated to American Greatness why he felt the call to fight a giant corporation. I believe with all my heart, when our liberties and decisions of our own lives are stripped from us, the answer must be no. I won't stand for it. Salier is now partnered with We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit organization that defends civil liberties to raise money for his federal lawsuit. Well, let me give you an update on that. Steve Dace put it out, I believe, a GoFundMe out to his audience. They, they funded it in 24 hours. Oof. Nice. They put the amount they thought they needed in consultation with the attorneys. They put it out. It's funded in 24 hours. That was the update today. And now they've got Dr. Corey on, uh, on board. He doesn't reference that this is it, but it's got to be, of course. So this is very interesting to see now what happens, because this is happening all over the country. And um, if Dr. Corey did a full hour and 20 minutes on with Daniel Horowitz from the Conservative Review podcast, it's available on Apple Podcasts. After you subscribe to Live from Studio 6B, I'd encourage you to go subscribe to him. And go find Dr. Pierre Corey, and he talks about how to deal with a pharmacist who won't fill this prescription and some of the things you can do because it's happening all over the place. We've never seen this. We have ne- I mean, of all the things we can say we've never seen in the history of this country, we have never seen this in medicine that I can think of or have heard anyone talk about. Pharmacists literally playing doctor and saying, no, I'm not going to fill this prescription. And then the doctor calling, and they're still not filling it. Yeah, I, I think that's a... Uh, I, I, I'm really interested to see how this lawsuit plays out. Because let's face it, when you've got, a, uh, you've got the middleman, basically the, the middleman standing in the way of someone's health after they've been prescribed something... Um, you got a problem there. If you're that middleman, if you're the one who's saying, you know what, I'm going to decide what medicine you're going to get. It doesn't work that way. That's not the way it works in pharmacy, right? Am I wrong? I don't think I've ever heard that before. I've never, I've, I've never heard of it. And it, it, the, the, the way they're going about it, to say he's practicing medicine without a license, is an interesting angle Yeah. to take. By the way, Steve Dace has his pinned tweet, it's time to punch back. We're launching a federal lawsuit against Walmart. It's time to find out once and for all if these early treatments really work or if people have been denied potentially life-saving treatments. 
and I believe he tweeted today that uh, thanks to you, the audience, his audience, and I'm sure some of you in this audience are his audience as well, uh, we announced at the top of the show today, he said that the audience fully funded this federal lawsuit in less than 24 hours. Absolutely amazing. I don't know for sure if we're going to win. I don't know for sure if we're living in the death throes of our civilization. I don't know for sure if we're living in our last days, but this I do know for sure. If we go down, we're going down swinging. No wasted ammo. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to love that. And this is the kind of pushback we need. What Bongino we've seen in the last 24 hours, this now. Southwest um, Airlines. Southwest Airlines hold the line. You're seeing that. Um, I have this article from um, that goes over how some states could stymie enforcement if OSHA is actually to put this out. And since they haven't, I think anybody like that group of 100 you talked about or anyone else has to seriously consult with an attorney who's willing to, to, to look at these things. What, what, what is the grounds? What are the grounds that you're being terminated under? And how is it? There has to be a way to push back. And I think if you're in that case, you should seriously talk to someone and try to find out how to do it. More to do live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. We'll do more sports, more news when we get back. What even is that coming up at the top of the next hour? Crazy town, couple of them. Glad you're in on a Tuesday. We're back right after this. Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Glad you're in. Hey, Rick, um, someone suggested, I think it's actually Paul's Jug uh, said I should change my, instead of Big D, I should change it to Damon Dollar Bills. Oh, boy. Maybe to DB, <laughs> standing for Dollar Bills instead of... Uh, it's a long season, Big D, but at some point, if this continues, I'm going to have to pay you out something. You, well, you, no, 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 no. It's all right. We'll let it go. All right. I, I, I'm not going to collect like the, uh, you know... Well. I yeah, think I'm Rick's not going to strong fund arm our, uh, tour. I'm sorry, what'd you say, G? I think Rick's going to fund our tour when we go on the road. <laughs> well, somebody, LFS6B chat, Farmer Brooks says, Damon, why are you worried about your fuel costs this year? Slick Rick is going to pay, so set it at 78 and enjoy. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, a, that's a damn good point. That's exactly Farmer what I'm going exactly to do. On the LFS6B yeah. chat. Crank yeah, it up. Dad, not- why are the candles melting in the house? Well, that's because Rick- <laughs> Rick's paying. Yeah, Yeah. the next, uh, the next scoreboard board photo is going to be uh, Damon, you know, in, in, a, in a Speedo laying out. Yeah. We're <laughs> going to take some green screen uh, shots, G, of me doing this with yeah. dollar bills. So I'll be an oil truck up. delivery hat and a nozzle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do some sports. Speaking of that, <laughs> what's going on? You got to look. Well, Braves and Dodgers. Dodgers going to bat in the bottom of the eighth. They're down to six outs. They trail by three, and they're down two games to nothing or to the Braves. So they got to start hitting out there in Los Angeles. They're home, so let's see what they could do. in the Red Sox, well, I would tell you, they uh, Bogus just hit a, a two-run homer for them, and they're up 2-1 to one over the Astros. They mean business. They're up 2-1 in that series as well. We'll give you an update a little bit later on that. And one rodeo I didn't get to last night, the heart of Texas rodeo, Waco, Texas, 
Extraco Coliseum, bareback riding, winner Craig Weishart, 83 points on Matchbox. Steer wrestling Jacob Talley, 3.6 seconds. We see Jacob often. He's a good steer wrestler. Team roping Casey 2 and Seth Smithson, 4.6 seconds. Saddle Broncos, Cree Minkoff, 86 points on Blood Angel. What a name. Tie-down roping lead is Riley Pruitt in 7.4 seconds. Actually, he was the winner. Barrel racing, Casey Mowry, 15.7 seconds. Picked up 3,461 bucks. Bull riding, Brady Randolph on wound up. And all-around cowboy was Marty Yates. Picked up $1,500. He was in tie-down roping and team roping. And a total payoff, $118,000. Stock contractor was the good old Servi Brothers. And here's a good one. Former Washington cheerleader believes Dan Snyder was behind Gruden email leak. Pushes for transparency. Uh, this is from Paulina Dadage of uh, Fox News. The, the Washington football team has made headlines again after John Gruden resigned as head coach of the LA Raiders. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, rather. Check that. Last week over emails that revealed racist, misogynistic, and homophobic remarks made by then ESPN analyst to former team executive Bruce Allen. But one former Washington employee says the team has a much bigger problem. Melanie Coburn is a wife, mother, and business owner, but she has now seemingly taken on a role as a voice for the voiceless. For 14 years, she worked as a member of the Washington football team cheerleading squad where she was a witness to years of workplace misconduct which was eventually investigated by the NFL and later reopened leading to the Gruden email she stated, we know that there, that is a very, very small fraction of the 650,000 emails that we know they have access to. She told Fox News of the leaked emails initially reported by the Wall Street Journal and New York Times. These emails were also a result of the investigation that we participated, uh, over 150 employees. And, uh, she actually feels, just to kind of paraphrase it, that, uh, Gruden, uh, that they're sending up, they're using Gruden almost as the fall guy to kind of set up, you know, a little bit of a veil there and that they're hiding a lot more and a lot more is going to come out. The NFLPA is demanding to see these emails, and there's 650,000 of them, so there's got to be a lot of good reading. And that whole Sean Taylor, you know, the, you go start with the changing the football name, right? That started, what, about a year and a half ago. Then they went into this Sean Taylor. They told his family Thursday that they're going to retire his jersey on Sunday. It's crazy. There's all these smoke screens. Pardon the pun because it's the Redskins, but that's what's going on. A lot of these smoke signals, smoke screens from them. <laughs> so keep an eye on this. Okay. Is that and, all in sports? Uh, yeah, that's a wrap for sports right now. Big day. I have a couple of the good stories, but we'll get to the other segments. Okay, so let's do some news with Rick Delgado. What's going on, Mr. Delgado? All right, well, here's a weird story out of Miami. As a private school says, students who get the COVID vaccine must stay home for 30 days. Yes, you heard that right. The controversial Miami private school that garnered the attention in April after announcing that teachers and staff who chose to get vaccinated for COVID-19 could not interact with students and would run the risk of losing their job has now discouraged parents from getting their kids vaccinated. Yeah, last week, administrators at the Center Academy or Setner Academy, I should say, a nearly 300 student school from pre-K to eighth grade with three campuses uh, notified parents that they, they have to keep their children home for 30 days if they receive the vaccination or preferably wait until the summer. In the letter sent to parents, the school says the 30-day wait period will allow time so that the vaccinated student couldn't transmit anything to the other children. Um, of course, they're claiming that this is promoting false claims of, vo- of COVID vaccines. The story first reported by WSVN7 Friday has outraged public health experts battling the coronavirus, which has killed up to 700,000 people in the U.S. It's very dangerous, they say. I think to be broadcasting something that is not based on any facts 
said Mary Jo Trepka, an infectious disease, disease epidemiologist and professor at Florida International University. It has the potential of scaring some people who would have otherwise gotten vaccinated into not getting it. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has reviewed extensive clinical trial data, blah, blah, blah. And they keep saying that these uh, vaccines are safe and highly effective. Well, they're, uh, they're, they're not. They're, uh, every study tells us that they're not effective. I mean, safety, you can, I mean, we can argue safety. There's clearly um, people who have had adverse reactions, and lots of them. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot of people, millions of people around the world have taken them who have not had adverse. So we could talk about that. But as far as efficacy goes, there's almost no debate left. There is no debate left about where these things start efficacy-wise and where they are five, six months after you have them. There's almost no debate left to have there. They are not that effective. Five months in, your efficacy has gone from maybe 90%, almost down to 30, 40%. Every study shows that. I saw Jay uh, um, Bhattachara, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. He had a thing today, some uh, VA uh, preprint study, 500,000 patients confirms sharp decline in vaccine effectiveness versus infection after five months. I mean, you can see the chart here, 500,000 patients. It's not like it's like five people, some small, you know, some guy in, uh, in the donut shop on the corner who's also doing these studies. These are real studies, big, huge numbers. This thing out of the UK today in Forbes talking about it. There's no debate left on effectiveness. What's going on in the public schools in this country is just check your common sense at the door. Yeah, it's criminal. It, it makes absolutely zero sense that anyone could explain to me and make sense of it. We know that people who have gotten vaccinated can carry and spread as much of this disease as someone who has not. None of these kids are in danger of severe illness from this disease, period, no matter whether they have been vaccinated or not been vaccinated. Teachers, for the most part, young teachers are in the same boat. But if you're a teacher who's been vaccinated and you can carry and spread this, we know that you do not have to get tested ever for the whole year. If you haven't been vaccinated, you can carry and spread just as much as they can. You have to get tested every week. So half the people who can carry and spread it are not getting tested and half who can are getting tested. It makes zero sense. Yeah. And then add in the, uh, the ones that have already had it and recovered Oh, well, that doesn't count. We don't count that anymore. For some reason, that's been eliminated from the equation. Yeah. I mean, as far as it relates to things, uh, other things, yes, they're not even counted. But if you've had COVID, I mean, you could t- technically get the, another variant. You could get it again. It's, you know, you could get it again, even if you got it naturally recovered. I could probably get it again. Some version of it may not be as severe as the first one. We've, I've had people write me emails saying they've had it twice. Not vaccinated, got it, survived, got the second one, had some symptoms, not, wasn't as severe as the second time. But again, we know that you can spread it no matter what your status is, but yet they're only testing half of the people. The other half who could spread it, take it home, do as much damage as anyone else can, they don't have to be tested. It makes zero sense. 
right, what even is that coming up? Crazy Town coming up. Hour two coming up. Glad you're in on a Tuesday night, live from Studio 6B. We're back in a quick three minutes. Live from Studio 6B, Hour 2, Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029. Glad you're in on a Tuesday night. Rick Delgado's double duty tonight doing the news. Going to do what even is that here in a second. Rick Amorati's doing sports. Geo Fran holding it down as always. Uh, some crazy towns to get to. One of them goes well with what we've been talking about tonight. Just, I mean, just unbelievable. As a matter of fact... Nah, we, we, we'll wait. That'd be a good uh, good tie-in to what we did in hour one. Just, I mean, just, <laughs> just you wonder why we are where we are in, with, uh, in medicine these days. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, a couple other things to get to. You know, there's, again, I know the theme of the night is pushback. We need more of it. There's another article today. Um, hospitals start to accept natural immunity as reasons for staff to defer mandated vaccine. This is going on in Ohio. So I'll tell you about this. Just another positive little step, a little step, a little step here, a little pushback here, a little pushback there. Come some lawsuits here, lawsuits there, challenges to the court. Now, I know everybody's making a big deal about the Supreme Court today. I think Rick's going to have that news coming up. Yep. You got to read the whole thing. Read it before you just freak out. Don't look at a headline and just freak out. Read it. Right. Not not good, but it's not as bad as it could be. So the door was just left open a little bit. So we'll get to that. But right now, it is yours and one of my favorite segment here on the show. And that, of course, is Rick Delgado with what even is that? All right, Dame. Now, uh, I was really wasn't planning this to be part of the ongoing discussion, but it turns out that this, uh, this edition of What Even Is That kind of falls in line with what we've been talking about. And one of those people, I, and I think you'd agree, I, I, I don't think any of us would have thought that Kyrie Irving, you know, would be the poster child for the vaccine, my body, my choice debate. But... <laughs> as fate would have it, because he has decided to take a stand for all those who feel the same way, that sometimes, you know, we find out that leaders aren't born this time, they're made. And by that, I mean by the challenges presented before them. Mm. Now, again, he wouldn't be my first pick for something like this. I mean, you can't pick your leaders. You can pick their nose, but you can't pick them. (laughs) That brings me. (laughs) Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) That brings me to this, what I read today. Check out this headline. Yes, someone I used to admire, and I stopped doing that a long time ago because, well, that was Howard Stern. Being in radio and part of that generation and that genre of of in-your-face talk radio, Howard was the king. But sadly, the king is dead. Or maybe not so sadly. Let's face it. I think it was time he needed to go. Coughlin's Law, bury the dead. They just stink up the joint. 
Well, Howard and his show have been actually quite dead for some time now. And then you couple that with the passing of uh, Rush Limbaugh, of course. And now we're left with the question, is Dan Bongino the next king? Not sure if he, you know, if he is, and, and I'm not sure if he'd want to be called that. That said, though, yesterday he did do something that we talked about here on this show, and he stood tall in the eyes of many because of his stance on the vaccine and being against the mandate. And again, he's vaccinated. I know. What even is that? It makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it's just more than just that. And I'm not sure if this was his intention, but you got to ask. You got to ask questions. Always ask questions. Why? Because how the heck are you ever going to learn anything, right? Well, you see, with the Howard Stearns of the world, they're so big into their egos and building their piles of money that they never consider, well, what's next? Like at the end of every Disney princess movie, and they lived happily ever after, right? Sure. sure. Yeah. Until the next morning, because then that leads to, well, now what? What's next? That's not the end of the story. As a matter of fact, that's just the beginning of the next chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, where now our, our happy couple has to actually get to know each other. Okay. Yeah. You know, Prince Charming now has to go meet the in-laws. They want to know how much money he makes. <laughs> hey, hey, what what about the princess? She wants to save the world and wants to be totally independent. Or she decides she wants to eat everything in sight. When are you going to be home? When are you going to have a baby? What time are you going to be home? Yeah. How come you have to go raiding another village and you can't pick up the phone and call? You get the idea. Well, the same goes with the vaccine. Governments around the world want their people vaccinated. Sure. They say it's for the greater good. Oh, of course. You know, do it for your neighbor. Yeah. Well, you know what? Screw my neighbor. He doesn't even pick up after his dog's crap on my sidewalk. And now you want me to inject some magical mystery elixir into my bloodstream for him? For him, No, thanks. Go scratch. (laughs) Not for nothing, but let's play devil's advocate for just a moment. Say say you break down, right? Okay. You go ahead. You get the vaccine. Even though it's against your best interest. And and let's say everybody goes ahead and does it. Okay. Now it's time for that next question. Uh Uh-huh. And then what? Yeah. Right? Do you seriously think that's where this all ends? Are you that stupid? Yeah. It's rhetorical, but you don't have to answer it. Uh, but you, you, do you think that's the end of the story, that everybody rides off into the sunset again, happily ever after? Mm-hmm. Because if you think that, well, then I'm sure you believe that the IRS has no plans to do anything with that information <laughs> oh, sure. about whether you move $600 in or out of your bank sure. account. But that's actually part of this. You see, it's all about power and control. Make no mistake, once you submit, and if they make everyone submit to the jab, then you can say goodbye to it all. It's over. You will have given up your right to be a free person. Because again, that begs the question I asked earlier, then what? Mm -hmm. What's next? Happily ever after is more like holy freaking disaster. (laughs) How about this? Right? We already know that, you know, these people of the world, they Ugh. think the world Ugh. is overpopulated. This guy. So once you've allowed one injection, hey, what's the stop with the next one? Keep them coming, bro. Yeah, Ugh. sure. Want to have a baby? Yeah, well, the powers that be have decided that since it would be in the best interest of everyone's health, if you didn't have one, they'll just mandate you need permission for pregnancy. Sounds crazy, right? Yeah. That could never happen no. anywhere. Oh, whoops. No, never. And, and what about the food? No. Well, we've already heard about them wanting to get people to eat less meat. And well, since they've determined that it's in the best interest of everyone's health, if you didn't eat meat or any fatty foods or high sodium foods or really anything that they don't approve of, 
they're going to mandate you with a restrictive diet that they themselves will write for you. Yep. No, that could never happen. <laughs> oh, no. Whoops. Never. Anywhere. Oh, whoops. But don't worry. The filet mignon will still be available to the selected few. Mm. Uh, look, the bottom line here is that this is what tyranny looks like today. I know it doesn't look like, you know, from the history books where we saw pictures of people, you know, being chained up, drawn and quartered, burned at the stake, put in the stockades. In many ways, it's much worse than that. Not only will there be physical and mental torture, but technological torture as well. In the old days, heck, you could just disappear. I mean, off the grid meant you could just leave your little village or town. You could go and, and, you know, in three days, you know, have a nice hut and a village three, three, three villages over. These days, you can't go anywhere without being tracked. So whether it's Kyrie or the good folks now at Southwest Airlines or the people that are protesting all over the world, including Italy and, and all over Europe, I think the next question is, how ugly Will this have to get before they back down? <laughs> Let's hope not that ugly. Ooh, that's nasty. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, Damon, back to you. All right. That was, yeah, that was hey, great. I like that. Love that. Man, Thank it's you. so right on, Rick. And scary. So right on. That's what this is all about, right? Once you submit. Yeah. What kind of car you can drive, where you can drive, how much you can drive, what you can eat. Yeah. I mean, there's, where does it end? Yeah. How much you can make? Where does it end? You know, it's why, I, I, I know he didn't time it, but man, Levin's book, American Marxism, I mean, we are literally seeing it play out in front of our eyes. That's why it sold over a million copies, probably. Yeah, but what's scary is that not enough people are recognizing it. I think a bunch are starting to recognize it, even if they don't know it's, it's Marxism. They're recognizing that, hey, this is not, uh, this is not, uh, this is not cool. This is not our country. Um, still enough people, there's not enough people that I think it's, that are seeing it happen yet. I think yeah. they're just still caught up in the, oh, prices are going up. Oh, that guy's a jerk. Um, it's a lot deeper than that. Well, I may have an answer for you on why we are where we are, and that will bring us to our first edition of Crazy Town. See if you can notice a, um, well, I don't know. See if you can maybe notice a pattern here, and it may explain a lot about where we are um, with all of these issues. Roll it, G. Look real hard. Because brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by <laughs> Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Wow. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Oh. Brought to you by oh. Pfizer. Oh. Early start. <laughs> brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's oh. countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you oh. by Pfizer. Of course. And now a CBS Sports update brought uh, to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> That is. Uh, I know it's going to be difficult, but if you can spot a pattern there, uh, be the first to write me at lfs6pa.com. Does it have something to do with it being the uh, networks, the big networks? I mean, I, I mean, you know. Hello, there you go. Not too much, of, not too much of a conflict of interest for all these hosts and all these people on these networks. How much money you think's flowing into all these places to be the sponsor of everything they're doing? 
That's that's just scary. Never really noticed it before. <laughs> thanks yeah. for thanks for horrifying me. Yeah, exactly. So uh, quickly here before we hit the break, I was just saying this before we did. What even is that? Uh, following a growing trend, several Ohio hospitals are allowing staff who have already recovered from COVID nineteen infections to defer their mandated vaccines. Premier Health. Uh, Kettering Health, and and I I think that's uh, in Sloan Kettering, and the Dayton Children's Hospital Networks have all set a December 1st deadline for workers to get vaccinated against COVID-19, and all three networks are now accepting proof of natural immunity as a reason to defer compliance. Natural immunity refers to testing positive for the coronavirus targeting antibodies following a COVID-19 infection. This pathway was created because there is evidence that there is protection that arises from previous infection, explained Dr. Roberto Colon, chief medical officer at Miami Valley Hospital. A major study uh, that was put out of Israel uh, made waves last month when it showed natural immunity to be superior um, against COVID-19 infection, even better than the vaccinations. Many Americans have been arguing that vaccine mandates are unnecessary, for people with natural immunity, but have had to fight simply to have their argument even heard. In July of 2020, a professor at the University of California, Irvine, Dr. Aaron Carity, sued to be exempted from the school's vaccination mandate because he had already recovered from COVID. A judge dismissed the case, but last August, another professor, Todd Zwicky, similarly sued George Mason University. He dropped his lawsuit after the university mooted the issue by granting him the medical exemption. I'll finish this when we get back. All right, live from Studio 6B, keep up the pressure. 13 past the hour, we'll be back. News sports, another crazy town, more news, more videos. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. I tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be I'd be elected president by acclamation. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. On a Tuesday night, glad you're in. Um, Rick Delgado's going to have the news. Rick Amorati's going to have sports. Gio Fran holding it down. Any more surprises, G, tonight that I don't know about? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. You know how much I love that. Uh, let's do some sports. Wow. Here with that is uh, Rick Amorati. What's going on, pal? That's a tough one to follow, Big D. I don't know. But, uh, hey, the Dodgers have answered the call with a four-run bottom of the eighth. Unbelievable. Cody Bellinger with a three-run homer, 399 feet to right center, and they are going crazy in Los Angeles as they take the lead 6-5. to five. Atlanta's up two games to none. It's pretty much do or die for them tonight. they got to get that, that, that first game under their belt, and uh, incredible. And then switching over to the East Coast, Fenway Park, the Red Sox continue to lead the Houston Astros 2-1 to one in the top of the third, and Boston leads the series also 
two to one. So we'll have a final recap on that at the end of the show. And uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Dewan Smoot helps to wife deliver baby girl at home. This is from Michael DiRocco of ESPN. Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville Jaguar defensive end, Dewan Smoot might just have the best hands on the team. Smoot helped his wife, Amori, uh, deliver the couple's second child early uh, this morning in their Jacksonville home, according to a team official. They were about to leave for the hospital around 4 a.m. Eastern time when Amori fell. Uh, the official said Smoot caught her, but there wasn't enough time to get to the hospital before the baby was born. Smoot called 911, and paramedics talked him through tying the umbilical cord over the phone, not into the phone, over the phone. Daughter Alani Moon Smoot was born in the couple's living room. Smoot obviously missed today's practice workouts, but uh, just incredible. They also have his son, two-year-old Amia. So uh, he just got back from London because they were in London over the, uh, uh, what was that, about a week, just like last week. Yeah. So uh, amazing. So that's a great little story. And uh, Novak Djokovic won't reveal vaccine status, as Australian officials say, unvaccinated, unlikely to get visas. Uh, Daniel Andrews, premier of the state of Victoria, said earlier today that unvaccinated players uh, might risk uh, missing out on the season's first Grand Slam. Paulina Dadaj of Fox News reporting on this. Novak Djokovic uh, declined to reveal his vaccination status in an interview on Monday as Australian officials say they believe unvaccinated players will not likely be granted visas to compete at the Australian Open in January. Djokovic uh, revealed during an interview with local Serbian media outlet that he is unsure of his plans to travel to Melbourne. And basically, I want to quote what he said. I will not reveal my status, whether I've been vaccinated or not. It is a private matter and an inappropriate inquiry. He added in he had via Reuters. Uh, people go too far these days in taking the liberty to ask questions and judge a person. Whatever you say, yes, no, maybe I am thinking about it. They will take advantage. So, you know what? Shout out to uh, Djokovic, who actually is only the best player in the world the last couple of years. And uh, that'll be a big Big, big miss and loss for the Australian Open. And uh, I hope, hope he stands his ground, Big day, Some story. And that's a wrap in sports. A couple other stories I'll hit at the end and wrap up the scores. All right, let's do a little news. Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right, something that popped out of uh, California, actually, that you just alerted me to. San Francisco temporarily closed its only In-N-Out burger due to vaccine defiance. The San Francisco Department of Public Health closed the In-N-Out Burger on October 14th because employees were not properly checking for customers' vaccination documentation. The, uh, the, burger, chain, the burger chain said in a statement, uh, the restaurant located on San Francisco's Fisherman's Wharf is now reopened, but indoor dining is unavailable. Uh, In-N-Out said it properly posted signs of local vaccination requirements, but refuses to strictly enforce them. Uh, according to the chief legal and business officer on Arnie Wenzinger, he said, we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. Uh, San Francisco mandated in August customers who dine indoor must show proof of vaccination. And Mayor London Breed, you know, the one who has, you know, feels the uh, feels the power. Feels the spirit. Feels the spirit, sorry. Announces the city is partnering with San Francisco State University and the Department of Health to award 10 local city students a full-ride scholarship. Who cares? Uh, But back to um, In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, they are now reopened, but... You can't eat inside. They'll, I guess it's just to-go orders. You won't be able to eat inside. But they're standing up. And I like the way they phrase it, that they refuse to become the vaccination police for the government. 
Well, they should just, I mean, they should just get the hell out of San Francisco. It's such a mess and a dump. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's home city. I mean, it's just, ugh. I mean, people who, friends of mine who are in that area and all over California just say what a disaster most of it is. And we've talked, we've quite, I mean, there's obviously beautiful parts of it too, Pebble Beach and, I mean, there's other parts, but um, my guy, meet Kevin, I watch him, obviously, every once in a while, and he talks about the state of California. He wanted to be the governor, of course. Didn't, How'd that go? Didn't run a great campaign, in my estimation, but whatever. Um, well, he says it's just, I mean, you know, you come out of your home. Who, who was just talking about, who was it that was just talking about California said I couldn't even come out of the house to the street to put the garbage to the cart curb without having to step over a homeless person or some guy shooting up near, I mean, it's just, there are some parts of California that have literally fallen apart. San Francisco sounds like, I mean, I know it's the home of tech, uh, uh, although I think less and less it might be. People no, are going other places. Well, you know what? Uh, the tech part is actually located south of San Francisco. Um, but even when it was, you know, even when I lived there in, in the mid-2000s, I mean, I was there for almost three years. And, you know, the, it still had a massive, you know, uh, homeless and, you know, drug paraphernalia all over. The, it was still a big problem. But I guess now it's gotten to the point where it's just, it's scary. I guess that's the word to describe San Francisco these days, which is unfortunate yeah. because it was a great city. All right, what else is going on in the news? And we have some other stories on, uh, where's, where's the... His motives and his actions are contemptible. Yeah, Mad, Mad Max. <laughs> I know there was some, what's the story about her and her daughter? Ah, well, She's, uh, whoops. Yeah, well, Maxine, oh, well, as you, you've, you've uh, kind of led us down that road, she's been busted for paying her daughter $74,000 in campaign cash oh. this year alone and oh. has paid her over $1 million oh. over the course of the last few years. That behavior. His motives. And his actions are contemptible. That sounds contemptible to me, too. It does sound contemptible. Uh, Fox News' Jennifer Griffin reports that from the Pentagon, with a look back on the legacy, wait, wrong wrong line, Uh, campaign finance records reviewed uh, show that the Congresswoman's campaign has paid her daughter, Karen Waters, a cumulative $74,000 in donor cash through September of this year. The last quarter alone saw $20,000 go to the Young Waters, which is nearly a third of the median income uh, American household for 2020. Waters' campaign did not immediately respond to a request for comment on the payments, but Waters' daughter has received over $1.1 million for her work on her mother's campaign yeah so you have the big guy in the biden's family and you have auntie maxine in the maxine in the waters family both basically running the same kind of a scheme here keep it in the family and hope no one sees that's pretty good good work if you can get it yeah i guess she's involved the daughter of the california democrat is involved in organized slate mailing operations oh yes sounds like something that (laughs) should pull pull in a cool million a year right yeah yeah Yeah, me too yeah let me uh let me do some uh i have one of those businesses yeah i send out a a xerox copy of my mom's face and she pays me a half a million dollars sure sounds good all right uh any other quick things in news here before Uh, we get to the break no, no, nothing too quick. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Another crazy town coming up. A little, uh, Some other stories I want to hit for the uh, end of the show. Some good video if we can get to it. Uh, Saki was pressed on some things today from, well, even regular old Washington Post reporters and people who you would think would be friendly to her. 
Well, she's as condescending now with them as she is with um, Peter Ducey. So we'll get to some of that as well. All right, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in. We're back in a quick three minutes right after this. minutes past the hour line <laughs> live from studio 6b well, you had him trained huh? um, <laughs> so geo's got a bunch of clips in here i want to see because i haven't seen any of these and i just can't even imagine what they are this first one i'm sure is not going to put me in a green well well i don't know i'll hold maybe i don't know we'll see cut 15 g here's the um, governor of new york let me see what she had to say like to see more young people. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the younger <sighs> grades that we hope will be approved by federal government shortly but I think we can do a little better there as well. I'm going to continue my weekly call to parents. Protect your kids. You do yeah. not want to have your child them away from ending you up me. with COVID. And then we'll be I'll talking in a few number. minutes about the long haul cases and what that looks like. And we don't even know how that affects children in the long term if they contract COVID as a child. So I'm asking all parents to put the health of their children first. Take advantage if they're 12 to 17 to get them vaccinated as soon as possible. No. It's easily available. Gee, I can't Many take schools, it. we have pop-up clinics. There's countless places where they can be getting this, these shots and they need to do that. So let's talk about that. Uh, we have been having, again, I mentioned last week, uh, conversations with the White House to prepare for the approvals. We're expecting uh, sometime in early November, Pfizer doses for children ages five to 11. That's 1.5 million children in the state of New York. And we are also having a call. I have a call uh, late Wednesday night, I believe. I'll be speaking to the New York State chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics. I want to tell them directly from me how important this is that they make sure that they have the supplies. We'll work with them to have everything they need and that they have additional staffing brought in. I anticipate as a mom who took my kids to get doctor appointments and well visits and vaccines for many years that there could be actually a, a crush of interest in this, which is good. But I want to make sure that the, the doctor's offices, where I think the majority of parents will get those vaccines, are ready for this. We're offering our help, but I want them to, I want them to hear the early warning from us that they'll be having a lot more um, interest in this, and are they ready for it? So I don't want to just leave it all to the providers as well. I want to make sure we're talking to um, pharmacists as well, that they're ready to be able to take care of children, urgent care centers, uh, as well as schools. So we have a lot that we're planning for. This is going to be a great opportunity, again, just relieve some of the stress that parents are feeling about the safety and health of their children. So let's start scheduling people. And again, we're going to monitor how long it takes to get children into these, and we'll be adding backfill support wherever necessary. Schools, I believe, are the answer, though. Um, I th we are aggressively right now connecting schools to provider partners and other community organizations, outreach, education materials. It's all out there right now. We are getting ready for this. But I want the schools to know that we are here to help. We're already in conversation with the school superintendents, letting them know we want this offered in schools or at least in the immediate vicinity of schools. We can come up with the forms. We can come up with the parental uh, parental uh, approval slip, the, uh, the permission slip that <laughs> yeah. parents may need. We'll we see will how make that this goes. as easy. Yeah, let's see how yeah. that goes. I mean, I, I, 
it's it's almost hard for me to believe that she actually um could be that sick in the head i mean that is, that is if you if you drop from another planet and listen to you think she's talking about 90 to 95 year olds in the danger that they're in taking the load off their mind of they're, they're gonna like they're gonna die i mean it, it, that, it, that is so it, that is insanity total insanity that she's talking about i saw a video today and someone tweeted out uh, uh, the 95 year old queen of england walking into a room full of people you know <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> no no mask no nothing no mask no nothing i'm sure she's vaccinated but still but yet they want your kids, five years old, six years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, masked all day, vaccinated. They're, and they have, they're in absolutely no danger. 99.99999, whatever the number you can get to, as close to 100% as possible. Obviously, you have some kids who have health issues that uh, may be different, but... The majority, almost every single kid in this country is in no danger of this disease. And to talk like that, you would think she's talking about 100-year-olds. Or, or a disease that is, you know, uh, has a 95%, uh, you know, uh, mortality rate for kids. That, oh, yeah, you, you know, we're going we're gonna to put doctors in schools. We're going to set up the... the, uh, uh, the the needles that they can get jabbed into their arms right by the school, make it easy for them. What kind of sick lunatic is this woman? Who knew? Bring back, bring back Cuomo. Well, he'd be just as bad. He'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all sick. And by the way, I think they misread. Uh, I think, well, listen, go ahead, try that and see how it goes. You know, when she says, I like to get that number, there's a reason it's not going up. It's not going to go up. I would think it's not going to go up. They just misread parents. Parents have way more common sense than she's ever will have. I mean, it's just, it, it is so, the, that level of insanity is so sick that you almost, I, I, I almost don't believe it's real. It's almost like an act. Like she's, like she's doing this because she's getting like, I don't know what. You can't be that off, off the reservation talking about a, an age group that's at no issues with this more kids die falling down the stairs probably you could name you could probably find so many other things and she talks about them as if this is like um yeah like this is an impending disaster uh, that we have crazy. to we have to address there's no there's no there's no common sense that to clip it at all. is crazy she is crazy Remember the clip we played of her at the dinner when she oh, said it was like sent from God? And yes. she was, oh my God. Woo. Man, oh man. She's out to lunch. She's talking to superintendents. Where are the superintendents pushing back against this craziness? I, I guarantee you the parents are going to push back against the superintendent, against the school boards in a lot of places, especially out here on Long Island. Good luck getting. No, you're not going to get those numbers up in a lot of a lot of school districts. You're going to get severe pushback, as you should. Put the doctors in the schools. Could you imagine that? Will that will 
Can you imagine the first kid who comes home and says, yeah, no, they told me I had to do it, Dad. I didn't know. Oof. Oh. That is insanity on a level that's almost unexplainable. Well, it's criminal. I think, I think it borders on criminal. What they're trying to do, what they're, what they're trying to do to kids, pumping this, this nonsense into their bodies, not knowing the long-term effects. They, they already have admitted, well, we haven't done those long-term studies. Yeah, we know that. And we've already seen some of these things, uh, the myocardosis with uh, young men between the ages of 18 and 25. Yeah, imagine how that's going to be for a younger kid, how bad that's going to get. And then, of course, the, the uh, story last week out of Ohio, I think it was, where the parents brought their kids in for the flu shot. Instead, they got them COVID-19 shots, unbeknownst to them, and now the, both of those kids are suffering. So, yeah, this is, this is a good idea, Gov. That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right, uh, one other story I do want to get to tonight that changes the subjects off of science for a little bit. Because this is the other raging disaster in this country, and that, of course, is the border. Uh, from PJ Medium, amongst other places, the New York Post has a version of it, too. Biden administration secretly flying thousands of young illegal immigrants into, well, guess where? New York. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki promised on President Biden's first day in office to bring transparency and truth back to the government to share the truth, even when it's hard to hear. If this is the case, why is the Biden administration trying to hide the fact that they're flying thousands of illegal alien children who were caught trying to cross the border to the suburbs of New York City? You would think they'd be proud of their policy of welcoming illegal aliens to the country. Uh, It's so much better than Donald Trump's inhumane policies, which were designed to keep them out. Why the secrecy then? Why not open the arrivals of these planes in New York to the press, throw a big welcoming ceremony for them? And they share a tweet here from Athena Cruz with a bunch of pictures of boarding the plane, landing the plane, the bus waiting for them on the tarmac, taking them out. Biden secretly flying underage migrants into New York in the dead of night. Taxpayers are paying for the secret flights to sneak COVID-infected illegals into the U.S., You and I both know that if the word ever got out about these flights, there would be protesters to meet the planes and criticism from Republicans, headaches that Biden doesn't really need or want right now. It would be bad optics for this president who will move heaven and earth to avoid bad optics. Uh, And then they actually quote the New York Post, uh, which I also read the Post version of this. Uh, The New York Post analysis of online flight tracking data suggests that around 2,000 migrants nabbed after sneaking into the U.S. or Mexico have arrived at the airport outside White Plains on 21 flights since August 8th. Records show some of the planes touched down between midnight and 6.30 a.m. when a voluntary curfew is in effect, with two arriving from Houston at 2.30 a.m., and 4.29 a.m. on August 20th. The clandestine nature of this operation raises questions about how the White House is dealing with a recent surge in unaccompanied minors. Indeed, we've already seen how the White House has been so desperate to hide the massive surge of illegal aliens, especially children. They've been processing the illegal alien children as fast as they can get them 
giving them to unvetted sponsors who may or may not have the best interests of these children at heart. Back to the New York Post, a source familiar with the operation at the Westchester Airport said the underage migrants typically arrive carrying backpacks and are bused to locations including the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, upstate Newburgh, Bridgeport, Danbury in Connecticut around 12.30 a.m. Saturday. There was a bus that was out to Syosset, Long Island at the campus of Mercy First, a nonprofit sponsored by the Catholic Sisters of Mercy that provides housing and services for children and adolescents who are the victims of societal problems, according to its website. On Friday night, one bus left the Westchester Airport and barreled down the Hutchinson River Parkway, which is off limits to commercial vehicles at speeds of uh, 75 miles an hour before crossing the Throgs Neck Bridge. That, of course, from the Washington, um, from the New York Post. The Post discovered some of the illegal alien kids deplaned in Jacksonville, Florida. If the Biden administration is so confident that their open border policy is good for the country, why the secrecy? Asked the spokesperson for Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. Maybe good for the country, but it's horrible for Joe Biden's future in politics, in our opinion. So that from PJ Media. So this this is going on in the dead of night as the Democrat Party, of course, welcomes open borders. The numbers are staggering at the border, as we've told you. The number of um, illegals that they think they're going to come in contact with this month, I think, is around 400,000. So the border's wide open. And um, for Jen Psaki, all the talk about that they're trying in Mayorkas telling us that uh, they've got it under control. Well, they may have it under control as far as what they want to do, which is to not control the border. So they have it under control in their minds for their plan, which is playing out and they're they're, uh, executing in the way they want. Joe Biden gave it up at the White House, by the way, when he was walking in in the dark of night there. When he said, oh, they're, they're, someone said, are you going to go visit the, uh, some of the migrants coming? He says, oh, they're all over the country. So we knew then, he said the quiet part out loud. So now we know even more. All right, we'll do some more sports news. Wrap it up for a Tuesday night. Live from Studio 6B. We're back right after this. to the hour live from studio 6b glad you're in on a tuesday been a great show make sure you visit our social media and if you haven't yet it's just sweeping the nation make sure you, you get your uh, let's go brandon shirt you know i had someone text me today and said hey give, give me some of those shirts because i want to give it to uh my my nephews to wear at their catholic school <laughs> 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 so we're going to get some long sleeve Let's Go Brandon shirts out to them. So 6bshirts.com. We can't print them fast enough. Can't print them fast enough. Every color, every um, long sleeve, short sleeve, sweatshirts, hoodies, they're all just flying. So that's a good looking design and a good looking shirt. So uh, also visit our friend Mike Lindell, mypillow.com. If you're thinking about the holiday stuff, it's coming up. You can get those geese sheets, get those pillows, get that mattress topper, your whole bed. I mean, you're just ready to sleep, man. You are ready to get eight solid hours. Get the sheets, the mattress topper, the pillows. Come on. 
stuff. You just, I mean, you may never wake up again. It's just, that's how comfortable <laughs> it's going to be. So it's just my like pillow, being in here. <laughs> MyPillow.com. Use our code LFS6B, 66, up to 66% off. I don't understand that business model, buddy. Mike Lindell, w- willing to give you 66% off using our code LFS6B, MyPillow.com. Um, Politico has a, a story that I just saw, which should be the shortest story in the history of um, publications. It's entitled, Why Biden's Not Doing Interviews. If this story is longer than three words, and the three words being he can't speak, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, that's out in Politico tonight. Uh, all right, we'll do sports and news here, but let's do Crazy Town first. Stacey Abrams campaigning for Terry McAuliffe. Roll it, G. You see, I'm here to tell you that just because you win doesn't mean you're one. <laughs> What? Just because you lost doesn't mean you lost. Back what they think is theirs, but they are not entitled to our progress. They oh. are not entitled to our justice. Oh, good to know. They are not entitled to our votes. Wow. Unity. But either we use them or we lose them. Sure. I come from a state where I was not entitled to become the governor. But as an American citizen and a citizen uh, of Georgia, I'm going to fight for every person who has the right to vote to be able to cast that vote. And here in Virginia, you need to cast that vote for Terry McAuliffe. Sure. You need to cast that vote for Hala Ayala. You need to cast that vote for Mark Herring. Sure. And while you're at it, go all the way down the ballot. Don't stop till you reach the bottom. Oh, good advice. And then double check your work. Of course. And then fill out another ballot. <laughs> because we know yeah. Vu all the way through. Double dip. <laughs> because we know what is possible. Sure. Sure. We know. You know what's possible. 81 million votes. Yeah. I wasn't uh, privileged to be the well, no. You have, to, you have to get the most votes. <laughs> yeah, you didn't win. You didn't have the there. you didn't have the Biden machine, like he said, the most sophisticated uh um, election fraud team put in place or whatever the hell yeah. he said that time. You didn't have that. You didn't get the votes. That's that's why you're not the governor. You're not not that you're not entitled to be the governor. You have to actually get the votes. People didn't want you to be the governor. So even though according to you, you are the governor. You didn't lose, right? You still haven't, I don't think, given in. So, um, But, I mean, if you're Terry McAuliffe and you're thinking, oh, uh, who can I get me, pull me across the finish line here? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I mean, is the who, president available? Who uh, says to him, yeah, go, it's Stacey hmm. Abrams. Well, uh, she's really... Uh, Let's see, Joe Biden. She's uh, real likable. Kamala Harris. <laughs> <The> unifier. <laughs> yeah, well, the president, I don't believe, is still gone, right? Obama went. Did no, Obama he didn't go. Up? Yeah, no, he didn't go. I wonder, gee, wonder why. Uh, all right, let's do some sports and hear what that's Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, well, it's all over in Los Angeles. The Dodgers have come back down by three to win it six to five over the Braves, making that National League Championship Series a two games to one. Uh, Dodgers will travel back and play the Braves on Thursday. So great win for the Dodgers. Red Sox up two to one over the Astros. That is in the bottom of the fourth. That score has held steady for the last three innings. That series is up two to one for Boston, and they're in Fenway tonight, game four. 
um, NBA opening night. The uh, well, just about over the Bucks over the Nets right now, one twelve ninety five with about four minutes to go. Giannis Antetokounmpo in rare midseason form, thirty two points, thirteen rebounds, looking good. So uh, Bucks who won the world championship last year, off to a great start. Warriors out at the Lakers to take on Damon's favorite player, LeBron, and that's at ten p.m. at the Staples Center. I know he won't be tuning into that tonight. Um, I'll have to think about a McElroy-esque hex on LeBron, maybe. (laughs) There you go. Why not? Mm. And, uh, well, their favorite, the Lakers, well, they got a good team this year, but I'd love to see them go down. I'm not a big fan. Sorry. I like the Dodgers, but not the Lakers in L.A. Uh, NHL Finals, Capitals 6-3 uh, to three all over the Colorado Avalanche. The Sharks 5 nothing over the Canadians. The Stars in a shootout 2-1 to one over the Penguins. Uh, Devils lead the Kraken 3-2. Not much Kraken in Seattle. They're up 3-2 in the third. Panthers 4-1 to one over the Lightning. That's a final. Sabres 5-2 over the Canucks. Also final. Still in action. Red Wings one Nothing over the Blue Jacks in the third. Jets and Wild tie at three in a wild one in the second. And the Kings one nothing over the Predators in the third. Islanders late second over the over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, last but not least, Oilers and Ducks tied at two. Big D. We got a long way to go in the NHL. Um, and one I mean, last it's story. Just, just going to wear me out with the NHL scores. All right. Well, let's. Well, all right. In the future, maybe we'll just highlight a few games yeah, for yeah, you. That's How's fine. that? CBS Boston, nearly 30, count them, Big D, 30 million people tuned in to see the thrilling end of the Patriots Cowboys game on CBS Sunday night. Uh, Sunday afternoon, Patriots Cowboys clash at Gillette Stadium was one of the most exciting games of the 2021 season so far. And it had a lot of people tuning into CBS. More than 23 million folks were watching as Mac Jones and the Patriots hosted Dak and the Prescott Cowboys on uh, Sunday. However, they jumped up to 30 million between 7:30 and 7:45. It was the most watched CBS game since 2015, as the Cowboys won in dramatic fashion. Ceedee Lamb on a 35-yard toss from Dak Prescott, and uh, just an incredible amount of people. But with the Patriots and Cowboys two at the top, you know. Most popular teams in the league. Not totally surprising to see those numbers, but still, 30 million to watch a game on a Sunday afternoon. That's quite a share. Yeah. And All right. Thanks, wrap. Rick. Um, let's do some news before we wrap it up. News is brought to you, of course, by Pfizer. What's going on, Rick? <laughs> well, this one, uh, well, this goes to China, actually, changing the subject a little bit on today. Uh, reports out of China that they have tested a new hypersonic weapon, have grabbed the world's attention, and divided national security experts about its strategic significance and whether the U.S. U.S. is falling behind in a new arms race, but it also raises basic questions about new technology, what it all means, and what is it that China may have tested. The U.S. does not currently have the ability to even track this weapon, much less defeat it, said Steve Ganyard, a retired Marine colonel and ABC News uh, contributor. Saki was asked about this yesterday. Her response was, we welcome competition. That was her response. We welcome competition. I mean, you couldn't have you couldn't have more of the wrong people in place to deal with China. This China, I mean, you just North Korea is testing things. Well, oh, we welcome competition. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. What kind of an answer is that? Yeah, not not with nuclear weapons. The the no competition for nuclear weapons. There shouldn't be. We all know how it's going to end. Speaking of Saki, she was asked today about the, the bill that they're still pushing here that Joe Manchin hopefully holds the line um, about how it's going to cost zero and not add to the national debt. Roll that, G. I still believe that Build Back Better will not add a dime to the national debt. Correct, it won't. Why, would he, why, why should Americans believe that? 
Because it won't. Go well, ahead. What if taxes that he says he wants to you know, get more taxes in? What if it doesn't happen? What if the economy goes sour? Lots of things can happen. Yeah. What are you you're gonna tell from up there future generations? Not even born yet, that they're not on the hook for this. Is that right? That's right, and hopefully you'll report accurate information yourself. Oh. Wow. Who, who was that? I don't know. With but, the mask, uh, it's hard to tell who that was. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> that's the last day he's going to be in there. That I was mean, pretty awesome. I mean, he'll. I don't know who. I can't. Big dude, too. I can't tell who that is. Um. Usually when they're standing off to the side like that, they're not regulars. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not a reg not a regular and he may not be there again. Someone should actually check on his uh, status here tonight after that, because Jen doesn't like that. She doesn't want any real questions would follow up from somebody who actually may know what they're talking about. That's that that goes against all policy in the press briefing room. What are you kidding me? Yeah, did you see her face too? <laughs> she was mad. Yeah. Who let this guy in? All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you, of course, to Live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Right here on Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B. We'll see you then.